Hello, Timberwolves fans, and once again, we have Timberwolves Explosion. Today is Friday, February the 6th, 2009. Today we will have episode number 17 of Timberwolves Explosion, and I want to thank all of you for downloading and listening to this show on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. On thesportstuff.com, on the front page, there is a message boards. There's a button that leads you to the message boards anyway. Simply click on the box that says TSS Sports. That is where you'll be prompted to sign up. And uh, that's how you can interact with us podcasters and quite possibly start a podcast of your own someday. If you'd like to, contact Dylan Richardson. That's right, Dylan Richardson. But overall, that is how you can interact with us podcasters and all the members, about 300 of us now. Along with the newest member, Timberwolves Press. That is his name, Timberwolves Press. At least his name shows up that. His, his real name is Alec. And I'm going to announce right now that Timberwolves Explosion has reached an agreement with Timberwolves Press and thesportstuff.com to also post this show on Timberwolves Press, on the front page of Timberwolves Press. I'm not sure if this exact episode will be on there, and and if it is, it is terrific to be here on Timberwolves Press along with thesportstuff.com. Now, thesportstuff.com is the official homepage of Timberwolves Explosion, but Timberwolves Press also now a part of the network, and it is fantastic as we're all working together to make things better for all of us, and that is the deal, to make a bigger community for both websites and for this show to reach the target audience, you that are listening right now, the target audience, Timberwolves fans, NBA fans alike, Thank you always for being a part of things. And, Alec, it is terrific to be a part of Timberwolves Press, and I thank you very, very much for the invitation, and it is fantastic. I also thank Dylan for being a great boss on thesportstuff.com and for helping things get bigger and better for us all. Thank you all very much. All right, well, today on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 17, the Timberwolves went 1-2 and two last week. We're going to review three games, a loss at Boston, a win at Indiana, and a loss at home against Atlanta. Hmm. You can tell I'm not too happy about that one. It was the second of a back-to-back, and that can happen sometimes. Uh, we'll see how things go tomorrow at Houston. So first we're going to review those three games. After that, we're going to get into some... Timberwolves news, a little bit of talk about how, about Kevin McHale being the uh, coach of the month in January after a 10 and 4 month in January. And we're going to re- read a, a post on the sportsstuff.com message boards from Gavin that I didn't read last week. I wish I did. Gavin, the host of Clipper Talk on the sportsstuff.com. Awesome show. Um, and I'm also going to announce the new poll for this week. It'll be Pretty simple, but hey, it'll be to the point. That's what counts, and that is what I am all about, to be short and to the point. If you can't handle a straight shooter, you can't handle me, right? So that is how things are going to go. With no further ado, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. 
Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 17. A reminder for iPod users, Purple Mafia, folks, Purple Mafia. Do check it out, a hit show here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota Vikings podcast. Need I say more? Do check it out. All righty. Well, we're going to start out now with the loss on Sunday, the 1st of February, Super Bowl Sunday. Now again, Purple Mafia, that's what I talk about, the Super Bowl and the most recent Purple Mafia. Yeah, so do check that out, an entertaining, emotional show. Timberwolves lose 109-101 to the Boston Celtics. Things started out okay in this game. Timberwolves and Boston kind of back and forth, nothing special. And then just everything went down the toilet late in the first quarter. Thankfully, the Wolves only down by five, though, so it's like, okay, we're still in it. Uh, I also will add, Kevin Garnett did not play in this game. Randy Foy receiving a text message at about 7 in the morning. That's pretty early being it's Eastern time, by the way. That'd be 6 a.m. here from Kevin Garnett that he was ill with the flu and so sick he couldn't play, even though he was playing his old club and uh, really badly wanted to play. So he must have been one sick mamma jamma to not show up for this game. So that was good news for the Wolves in terms of, you know, Al Jefferson and the inside game are probably going to be able to go to work here against Kendrick Perkins and Big Butthead Davis. I mean, Big Baby Davis, sorry. I had to say that. <laughs> Who I, yeah, that guy's not that good in my opinion. But, um, yeah, and these guys did go to work. It was more, I guess, Ryan Gomes, Craig Smith. Well, he only played 11 minutes in this game, unfortunately. Four personal fouls, got into some serious foul trouble, couldn't handle Big Baby Davis and Kendrick Perkins. Uh, Kendrick Perkins looked pretty darn good in this game. With eight points, it looked like more than that. I must have saw his eight points in a short span there. It just seemed like, man, every point he got, he, every time he had the ball, he made a basket. He, he had eight points, 11 rebounds, and three assists to go along with that, believe it or not. But Al Jefferson, as I said, went to work with Kevin Garnett out, the best defensive player in the league not playing. you got to think that Jefferson's going to get his on this day, and he did, especially going out against his former team, Big Al in about 41 minutes at 34 points, four blocks and 11 rebounds. Just he went to work big time. Randy Foy also, well, the numbers look good, 21 points, two steals, nine assists, but he was only six of 17 from the floor. His shooting has gone southward of late. His shooting is going south for the winter right now, folks. And, um, yeah, you're going to notice that over the next couple of games here. And uh, the previous couple of games, too, is shooting – Mm, starting to go south a little bit. Not too. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Telfair played a whole 40 minutes and it was four of 12 from the floor. Again, Telfair. I mean, do I have to? Do I have to sound like a broken record? Or you know, four of 12. Telfair can't shoot. Can't shoot, folks. Um, I'm sorry if I'm being negative. Some of you people might not like that, especially on Timberwolves press. But uh, hey. One of five from three-point range. Why is Telfair shooting through a five three-pointers? I understand you're trying to come from behind, but why? I I just don't understand that. The eight assist is nice. I mean, when both of your guards are able to combine for 17 assists, that's pretty awesome stuff. That that was the good part. Um, they capitalized on Gomes and Jefferson both having huge games. 15 of 21 from the floor for Big L. Seven of 13 for Gomes. Though he was one of four from three, that being Ryan Gomes. 
You know, I like going to shooting the three, but I don't know about four times. How about two or three times a game? You may want to cut down on that a little bit, along with Bassey. I mean, they were 5 of 18 from three. That's too much. That's too much. 28% from three-point range. That's, mm, I don't know. As a whole, though, both teams shot over 48%. That is good, and it made for a very entertaining game. As, like I said, it was not a defensive battle like last time. And, uh, well, last time the Wolves scored about 78 points. Celtics just beat the Wolves by, like, 25, and it felt like 40. As back then, that was when Randy Foy was getting two points and one assist in, like, 30 minutes. Ugh, that was when Foy was pretty much looking like he was left for dead in that Randy Whitman system. But, um, yeah, he he did it. You know, the numbers are, have come up for him the last couple months, except of late. He looks like he's taking a little turn south. That's just me, though. Hopefully it's just me. But, uh, all right, let's get on with the actual review here a little bit more aggressively. Uh, yeah, Boston took a huge lead in the second quarter, 20-point lead, cut down a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, when you're looking, yeah, about a 20-point lead at the half, that's not good news. Minnesota, though, came out with a little bit of fire in the second half, the Timberwolves, that is, and uh, cut things down a little bit. They'll still were down by, what, 15 after the third quarter. They get 29 points in that third quarter. That was exciting. Jefferson just went to work. In the fourth quarter, they made it kind of interesting. They were able to outscore the Celtics 28-22, but in the end, the Boston Celtics never really let go of their lead. They never let go of the lead at all, basically, after they took the lead in the second quarter, or first quarter, and uh, that was pretty much all she wrote. Boston Celtics, the better team, despite no defensive player of the year, Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce, just too much of Paul Pierce. That guy hit everything that came to him. Ray Allen, excellent as always, with 22, but Pierce with 36. It was kind of the Jefferson versus Pierce show. Tony Allen, a spark plug off the bench. He's he's getting better after he had a pretty bad knee injury about two years ago, but uh, he's been pretty darn good. I was, you know, he was a guy I was eyeballing, possibly maybe a trade for the Wolves, maybe in that Garnett deal a year ago, because I like this kid's potential. And, uh, yeah, 14 points, two steals, not bad. Five, 50% shooting. Can't ask for more. Miller again, not shooting the ball enough, 3 of 4, but yeah, 3 of 4. Looks like the shooting slump could be coming to an end, as you'll notice that also as a trend in the coming games. As now we shift to Tuesday, before I talk about that game too much, because I'm sorry, that's my two favorite basketball teams playing right there, the Boston Celtics and Minnesota Timberwolves. Wolves first, Celtics second, and no, not because Kevin Garnett went to the Celtics, which a lot of you out there that are listening like the Celtics because Kevin Garnett went there. Now, that's bandwagon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's okay, though. I, I don't mean to criticize you. I mean, it, it's okay, but that, that's a little bandwagon for me. I've been a, I've been a closet, you know, Celtics fan since 98 when Paul Pierce was picked, and they stunk pretty much most of the way except for a couple of, a couple of playoff runs along the way that were, you know, that fizzled out against the New Jersey Nets. But, yeah, I'll digress. I'm sorry. That was a fun year last year, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Watching Garnett finally win. Well, the Wolves, though, beat the Indiana Pacers Tuesday night. Oh, I ramble on, sorry. 116 to 111. Now, the Wolves' scoring of late has been impressive. Impressive, at least until the next game. But, yeah, very impressive. They score that 119 against the uh, Lakers, 109 against Boston, again, without Garnett. But 116 against Indiana, that's also a pretty impressive number. But nobody majorly stood out in this game. Not majorly. 
Uh, except maybe you could say Kevin Love because he only played 22 minutes, 15 points, 11 rebounds. Kevin Love is starting to really, really show what he can do. He is averaging a double-double this month, about 12.5 points and 11 rebounds right now in the month of February. That's exciting. He averaged, um, I'm going to click, I'm going to look at that real quick as Kevin Love, folks, in January also averaged a double-double, 12.5 points, 10 rebounds. Now it's more 12.3 and 11.7. So 11.7 rebounds a game in three games in February. Um, Kevin Love, well, he might become a starter soon, like a per full-time starter, as he's going to be the temporary one at least. Craig Smith injured his ribs. Kevin McHale said it looked like he's banged up pretty bad. That sucks, but also noted that uh, the Rhino is a very tough kid and could be back before I know it. As the, the aforementioned Rhino was 4 of 4 from the floor, good for 10 points. He was perfect in every aspect. Made both of his free throws. Um, 10 points in just 11 minutes for Craig Smith before he hurt his ribs. That's pretty good. Pretty awesome. I would have thought, I would think if uh, he stayed in the game, you think the Wolves would have probably done even better. Again, Mike Miller, though, on the uptrend. Mike Miller on the uptrend in about 30 minutes, 4 of 6 from the floor, 11 point, or 13 points. And again, the solid added numbers with 6 rebounds, 3 assists. This Mike Miller is making some nice passes, and he was very valuable for the Timberwolves in this game. And, um,. I was critical of Mike Miller the last couple of weeks, last month or so, because it was like, man, my goodness, you know, I, I was very disappointed with uh, what I thought we were getting in Mike Miller and what we ended up getting so far this year. But he's, he's starting to show, starting to show a little bit of the Mike Miller of old of like, starting to be a little more gutsy on his shots and, and, and making them. Now, Randy Foy, Again, look at his shooting. 7 of 18. Speaking of shooting percentage, along with Ryan Gomes also. Ryan Gomes is kind of inconsistent with his shooting. Uh, the Wolves took 23 three-point attempts, but made 11 of them. Now that's what I'm talking about. 48% from three-point range. That was the story of the game. Cardinal was 2 of 2 for 8 points. Carney, 1 of 2. Love made a three-pointer. Miller, 1 of 2. Gomes, 2 of 6. That's eh, okay. Telfair and Foy, both 2 of 5 apiece. And Sebastian Telfair had his best shooting night in a while. 4 of 9 from the floor overall. Made all 6 of his free throws. 16 points for Sebastian Telfair. Telfair, very solid in this game. And uh, I really liked it. Now, Foy had 3 steals with his 19 points, 5 assists. But uh, he turned the ball over 9 times. 9 Time. That is the most by a player in many years, and Foy said it was absolute garbage. That was his quote. <laughs> but, you know, hey, a win's a win, and we're very fortunate to get out of there. 19 turnovers for the Wolves, only 15 by the Pacers, luck, I mean, but luckily we were able to pull it off. Troy Murphy had four steals. TJ Ford was a problem in this game. Absolutely. Now, Mike Dunleavy blocked an Al Jefferson shot late in the game. That drove me nuts. But then the story of the night is superstar, or at least I think he's becoming one. Danny Granger, who, by the way, had 28 points and hit some huge threes down the stretch in this game. I mean, some big ones. It took a Wolves six-point lead, cut it in half, and uh, man, <laughs> scared the crap out of all of us. T.J. Ford also fouled and made his free throws. He was 8 at 12. T.J. Ford attempted 12 free throws in this game. But uh, Randy Foy blocked Danny Granger. It was one of the greatest blocks of the year. 
by the Timberwolves. And that is the second time this season that Randy Foy blocked a big-time star. O.J. Mayo, who's a, becoming a big-time star. Randy, Randy Granger, who's really becoming a big-time star. The second time he's blocked one of those guys late in the game this season, a la Dwayne Wade in the NBA Finals against the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, got to like that. Got to like that. That was awesome. And that was the story of the game right there. Other than just the overall, the Wolves hitting threes all night, baby. Now, Indiana Pacers also were 46 of three-point range, so it was a, it was a shoot-up, basically. This was a, a shootout at the old corral in Indiana. Lots of talk about, lots of reminiscing between uh, Kevin McHale and Larry Bird, and uh, that was cool. Lots of reminiscing. McHale, of course, in Boston the game before, and then he gets to go see his old buddy and super-duper teammate, Larry Bird, as uh, Larry Bird said that, you know, neither of us are perfect. Neither of us have been really all that successful so far in the front office. And, you know, it's a bummer, but this is what we do. We're in basketball because we love it so very much. And, uh, yeah, I, I love Larry Bird, and I respect that. And he also says that Kevin McHale is a great coach, and he's a, he's a hell of a coach and has a good future in this area if he wants it. And, um, yeah, I'm – I agree that Kevin McHale has a good future as a head coach if he would like to stick around. He's he's only about 50 years old, McHale, so he's he's got some years. You know, it's not like he's like really old like Jacques Lemaire with the Wild. He's got he's got some time if if he'd like to stick around and coach for a while. And uh, I think a lot of us Wolves fans would like that. Now that was a nice win for the Wolves. Unfortunately, it's the last win of late. Timberwolves come home to play the Atlanta Hawks. I'm sure they're a little bit tired after that. Wednesday, the 4th of February, and they lose 94-86. So the scoring all of a sudden goes down the toilet. Mike Bibby was huge in this game, the overall player of the game. 24.7 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, Marvin Williams, though, a guy I've followed and really enjoy, the la- you know, since he was picked at the number two overall pick by the Hawks. And um, in 2005, excuse me, that was Rashad McCants' teammate, Marvin Williams. And uh, I I, I really like this guy. He's he's on my fantasy team every year because I just, you can just see this guy is going to blow up. And he's getting closer and closer to that, to blowing up. Through 23 points, 10 rebounds, as I believe I mentioned. And uh, he hit a lot of shots down the stretch. But the story of the game for Marvin Williams, he attempted 14 free throws. He got to the line like crazy, made 11 of them. He made lots of key free throws down the stretch. Uh, Flip Murray, all right. And uh, Al Horford, who's been playing hurt of late, and that's unfortunate for the Hawks. Four of, or only four points and six rebounds in, yeah, 25 minutes. Maurice Evans had to start in place of Joe Johnson, who was also, uh, who was hurt, excuse me, and, um, yeah. The Wolves lose a game without the leading scorer of the Atlanta Hawks. That was quite disappointing. Josh Smith did not get a block in this night. How about that? No blocks for Josh Smith, but he did get two steals and 19 points. Good game for him. Foy, now look at this. Look at the shooting in this game. Now, the Hawks shot 50%. 50%. That's good. That's what you want as a coach, you know, to shoot your team to shoot at or close to 15%. Or 50, excuse me, percent, right? The Wolves shot 36%. You're not going to win. You're not going to win this kind of game. Uh, the game started out really poor. The Wolves kind of worked their way back in it. But Atlanta just kind of took off in the third quarter. 
Wolves made an okay comeback in the fourth. Looked like they actually might have a chance as they took a late lead. But then the Hawks totally pull away. Mike Bibby with a three. Looking right at the camera. and Oh, he's a cocky son of a gun. That guy, I just hated him with the Los Angeles Kings. Just hated him. Especially Los Angeles Kings. Oh, my God. Sacramento Kings. I just hated him. <laughs> that, that Chris Webber era, especially that seven-game series the Wolves had against those Kings. Now, Kevin Love started in place of Craig Smith, as I kind of am going back and forth, and I, I apologize. It's just the way it goes, right? Kevin Love, 6 to 10, 16 points, 14 rebounds. That's pretty cool. This guy is a double-double beast, Kevin Love, and uh, he just might remain in that starting role, folks. I, I remember what I said. Will he be a starter at some point in February? Will he become a starter at some point in February? Well, he is right now because Craig Smith is out. Will he stay? Will he stay or will he go, right? Mike Miller, 7 of 10 from the floor. Welcome back, Mike Miller, as Tom Hanneman said. 3 of 6 from three-point range. He was instrumental in helping the Wolves get back in this game. As was Rashad McCants. Now, did you hear what I just said? Rashad McCants played meaningful minutes in this game. Yep. Meaningful minutes for Rashad McCants. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Four of seven from the floor. Two of three, two of four from three-point range. And, uh, he set up guys nicely. Guys like Randy Foy and Telfair and Gomes from three-point range. The only problem is the re- here's the reason why McCants had no assists. It's not because he wasn't passing the ball. He was, M- McCants looks like he's matured a little bit. So maybe he'll earn his way back into the nine-man rotation. Making some nice passes. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, as I was alluding to, and I continue to just, uh, get sidetracked. <sighs> Where do I begin? Four of 19 for Randy Foy. Yeah, his shooting has gone south. Yes, I think I made that statement, and I think that proves it. Two of nine from three-point range. That was like a, that's a McCants kind of line, folks, when I would say take a hint. Two of nine? Yuck. Telfer, O of four from three-point range, and O of nine overall. O of nine. Telfer did not score a single point in 24 minutes. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, that was just a little bit frustrating. Ryan Gomes was 1 of 10. Al Jefferson, 7 of 17. So it was pretty much Kevin Love, Mike Miller, Rashad McCants keeping the Wolves in this game. That's who kept us in the game. Um, <sighs> oh, man, that was tough. Very tough game to swallow. And, of course, as I mentioned, watching that cocky Mike Bibby look right into the camera just to kind of say, in your face to Minnesota. And I don't think he's a big fan of us after that series back in the day. As we had a lot of fierce games with the Sacramento Kings about, oh, circa five years ago. Good old times, good old times, right? But that was all she wrote. And, yeah, my third favorite basketball team, the Atlanta Hawks. So I actually like Mike Bibby a little bit now because he's there. Go to 20 and 28 and 20, the Wolves now 17 and 31. Still better than what a lot of people out there would have expected because of the awesome month of January where Kevin McHale earned the coach of the month. And we will get into that right after this next break. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. 
Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, Episode 17, a reminder for iPod users, Brave the Wild. Well, we have another team here in Minnesota that's playing tonight, actually. Brave the Wild. I'll have a new show for that Minnesota Wild podcast on Monday. On Monday. All righty. Now the Timberwolves have the Coach of the Month for the first time since 2004. Flip Saunders, back when the Timberwolves were awesome, back in those days, and January historically, in the Flip Saunders era especially, has been a very good month to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Flip Saunders, I think he won the Coach of the Year about three times. Coach of the Year. Coach of the Month about three times in January. And it happened again here in Minnesota, even in this era. In this in this rebuilding era, Kevin McHale, Coach of the Month for January. Wolves 10-4. and four. And unfortunately, the Wolves yeah, at the end lost three straight games, or two of the last two games in in January, but he still got it anyway. Of course, McHale took over after Randy Women was fired December 8th after that horrible Clipper game. Uh, I, I don't think anybody saw the Timberwolves winning 10 games in January, despite an improved team, improved coaching scheme. Congratulations, Kevin McHale, and uh, yeah, a lot of us want this man to return as coach next season. I don't think, I don't think Glenn Taylor, the man who writes the checks for these players, and, uh, you know, is trying to make some money instead of a loss every year. It's they're going to lose, as they were projected to lose $20 million this year. Just an, a staggering statement. That, of course, reported by Dan Barrero a few, like a month ago or a few months ago. Just wow. 20 million bucks. Think about that. As there were talk in the Star Tribune today, multiple longtime season ticket holders. One of them from day one, last name of the guy was Burt, um, I believe it was Matt Burt, yes, Matt Burt, one of the original Timberwolves season ticket holders, about 500 of them remain from back in 87 to 89-ish when they started, well, and then 89 ultimately when they started in the Dome with Pooh Richardson, Sam Mitchell, and Tony Campbell, guys like that. Um, yeah, he was actually thinking of possibly calling it. You know, calling an end to it because of just how poor the Timberwolves were last season and early this year when they looked even worse, despite what a lot of us would have said, an improved lineup. And, uh, you know, you got to think the morale's got to be somewhat decent with guys like, tell, like guys like Telford, guys like Jefferson and Foy, especially to go along with Miller and Love. You got to think this team is going to improve with players like that, especially Jefferson, another year. A year older, a year wiser, a year stronger, you know. And, uh, yeah, he was thinking of calling it quits after all these years, 20 years of Timberwolves basketball. It would be 21 at the end of this year. Think about that. He was thinking about it. But ever since Kevin McHale took over, now, not at the beginning, but when the team started showing this new style, this new approach, this new confidence, it's like, yep, I'm sticking around for long term. I, this is my team, absolutely. And uh, that was spectacular. Another guy who was a business 
or excuse me, he's a he does a law firm, and uh, he was talking about possibly calling it quits because a lot of the people now he was taking um, clients to Wolves games. You know, it's it just kind of a way to say, hey, let's go to a Wolves game, to like like a way to kind of woo them in, so to speak. And the clients started declining. For a while there, it was a it was a cool thing, an interesting thing. And when the clients started to decline one after the other, he figured, you know, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm going to probably decline, or, yeah, I'm going to probably end my season ticket thing at the end of the year. You know, the two seats, whatever. But then again, improved play, and, hey, he's sticking around as the as the, uh, the clients are enjoying this style of play, and so is he, along with another fan out there that was reported in the Star Tribune. I mean, said the, pretty much the exact same thing, and, hey, yeah, I think you want Kevin McHale to stick around when you're hearing your most loyal season ticket holders that have been there for 10, 15, 20 years. Kevin McHale hopefully would like to stick around. Uh, this one is on McHale. I know Taylor wants him back, I'm sure, as the coach. So this is on McHale. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens for your 2009 January Coach of the Month. Got to love that. All right, well, we're going to switch over now to the dot. Because that's pretty. That's the end of Wolves news for now. Is the Mike Miller rumor as well? Maybe he's raising his trade value. Hopefully, McCants did too the other night. We will find out. Nothing new in that front just yet. Now, Clippers UK Gavin, host of Clipper Talk, on the SportsStuff.com. Great guy. Great show. He his show just gets better and better and better. He is so fun to listen to. Do check it out. Timberwolves fans can relate to the Clippers and Clipper fans like Gavin. Now, he made a comment about my Ricky rant back in episode 15 about two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that was something that was just waiting to come, just waiting to come out. And uh, so he had to comment on it, especially being Ricky Davis. Unfortunately for him, is a member of the Clippers. His comment, Joey, just finished listening to episode 15. Thanks for the plug, mate. Appreciated. Is uh, yep, Gavin from the UK. The rant, though, was fantastic. When I read the episode synopsis, I was looking forward to that, but you need to check the blood pressure after that, buddy. Very funny indeed, but also very true. And yes, well, uh, yes, I'll comment on that first before I get to the next line. As a show host, I am here to entertain, but also uh, my plan and my model for this show is to bring you, my objective, excuse me, is to bring you the truth. I want to give you the truth and my true opinion on things, not just to sugarcoat things. Now, we'll get back to what Gavin said. I'm not sure why we signed him this year. I think we were going through a desperation stage, putting the team together, following Elton Brand, leaving, but really, the risk of it all going wrong with Ricky was too high. When you have young, impressionable players on the roster, I don't care if Rookie puts 10 good games together. I still want him gone. Good episode, Mike. Nice to hear you talk about the T-Wolves having another winning week. It was a winning week then, and, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Gavin. You are awesome. And uh, that was totally accurate. Now, see, now that's the kind of honesty you're also going to get on Clipper Talk. Just like what I bring you, Clipper Talk's going to bring you that as well. Uh, yeah, 10 good games together, you still want him gone. And that is exactly what we felt here in Minnesota. 
along with Troy freaking Hudson, who I could go on a vicious rant with as well, but he's not in the league anymore. So doggone it, I can't rip him as much as I'd like. Maybe on a show when I talk, when I reminisce about the quote-unquote old days. Troy Hudson. Ugh. Ten games in a row. Me and I still remember the season opener a few years back when me and Marcus the Forecaster the entire game were bitching. Get him out of there. Get Troy Hudson out of there. I can't take this anymore. Then he hits three three-pointers in a row, and Tom Hanneman is like, simply sensational. Oh, Troy Hudson is a star. And we were just about to vomit all over the floor in Marcus's apartment. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. But, yeah, okay, I'll calm down now. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, there's my blood pressure. Beep. Yep, it's still normal. Yeah, because I take blood pressure medicine. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we'll get back to the Kevin McHale thing. This is the newest poll. There was no poll last week, the previous poll I talked about on the previous show. So will McHale ever be coach of the month again? Yes or no? Get on thesportstuff.com. Sign up for a screen name. It is 100% free, 100% fun. Go to the section that says podcasters. Click on Timberwolves Explosion. That is where you can vote yes or no. Will Kevin McHale ever be coach of the month again? I vote yes. As long as he sticks around, I vote yes. Yes, he will be coach of the month again. So that is my impression because I do think he will be back next season. That is my pre, that is my current opinion. We will find out what happens there. Um, out there, if you would like to contact me, please email me, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, and uh, join the Paladino Live, Paladino Live Productions group on Facebook, Paladino Live Productions. Just look it up and join the group if you have a Facebook. That would be terrific. Also, Timberwolves Explosion has a MySpace, myspace.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, myspace.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is one word. Do check out, do add me on there. We can interact, talk some Wolves basketball. And again, I thank you for listening to this awesome show and thank all of you. It has been a pleasure once again. I hope you have a great week and I hope the Timberwolves have a great week as well. And uh, we'll be back once again. Talk to you then. 